Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you, Gordon? I am just great. Really? That good? Just great. Just. It's on the borderline. (laughs) Yeah. I hear the stress on the justers. Yes, just, just great. <laughs> Ideal for a Tuesday evening, which is when we are recording this week's show, because once again, we have a guest from the United States in Mr. Joey Slenzak. Hey, Joey. Hey, guys. Another good week for you. I can't keep, a, can't keep this guy down. Really? Yeah. I, I, I'm doing what I can. I'm, uh, I'm just glad they're coming in. Yeah, they are indeed. And we'll recap all the picks just now um, and we can go through them in a wee bit more detail. So last week, banker-wise for myself, Bronby at home to Viley. This was a 3-2 win for Bronby, but if you'd been watching the game, you could have got a reasonable reback price on them as they were 2-1 down with about 15 minutes to go. Um, but a solid come from behind victory and a Bronby win at odds of 1-2. to two. My banker was not so fortunate. Uh, Troye broke their 20-game streak um, to be mince. Uh, and I, I was getting the over 1.5 goal line here. Uh, it was 1-0 to Troy. Um, it, they missed a penalty. Uh, there was plenty of shots on target that should have turned this game into over 1.5 goals, but it was not to be. And yeah, that was that was their 20, it was 22nd game uh, in a 21-game streak of over two goals, uh, over 1.5 goals in the game. It was absolutely dreadful. So yeah, that my banker did not come in. Is that two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row of no banker. Going to have to move. Like my next banker is going to have to be like not ideal. Three to one. Just to for, pull long, for long-term <laughs> listeners, might have to be John Walker odds. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah, one at twelve. But on the <laughs> yeah, so yeah, not for me. It was unlucky, especially because there was a goal chopped off yeah. for Troy to go two yeah. up after about half an hour. They also and, hit the bar twice before halftime. But we mentioned it on last week's show. You were like, oh, it's great, but you get the second goal notification. You can just turn it off. And I'm like, no, you can't because it's a VAR. And then it fucking happened. Exactly that happened. Like, like, exact, we were both exactly like, as we said. They scored in the fourth minute. Aye, which is, what is the ideal setup for an over 1.5 goal? It's yeah. like a fourth minute goal. I, at that point, I considered turning off the notifications. I was like, Pfft. This is it. But, yeah, it was it was a bad beat that one, really. Um, yeah, Joey, what about your banker? So luckily, my banker came in. Uh, I, I like to think it was pretty comfortable. I had Mecklen uh, versus Bearscott, anybody to score in the first half, and uh, luckily for me, uh, Mecklen obliged my little flutter shout on the show. Get yourself a little more value, and they actually opened the scoring in the thirtieth minute. 
um, easy as you like, done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice one to check the box. Um, yeah. I'd yeah. love to have one of them someday. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, I had a little shout in the Facebook group for a goal scorer as well. Uh, Nicola Storm, uh, their top scorer, he scored in, I think it was like five of his last seven or six of his last seven starts. And unfortunately, that game ended 0-1. So that did not come in. Um, but I was happy that Mecklen opened the scoring in the uh, 30th minute. So Yeah, I mean, yeah it was a great banker pick because it was 1-3 just for the goal in the first half. And then obviously you, you'd gone above and beyond and specified which team would probably get as well so excellent shout on to the value picks now my value pick was in the Japanese J League and it was the Urawa Red Diamonds against Gambo Zaka and Gordon on last week's show described how this pick would go almost to the letter um, as to how it actually went the Urawa Reds were leading it got to the 95th minute Gambo Zaka got a penalty and scored it, and the game ended one all. Brutal, absolutely was, brutal. There was quite a lot of chat in the Facebook group as well. Feel most polite. I can't. I. I am. I am. I. I feel. I fail to believe that uh, I wasn't involved in that game ending yeah. the way it did. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it, it just felt so personal, like to really screw me over. Like, no one cares about that game in the United Kingdom, apart from me. And, oh, because the Urawa Reds I mean, were he, good. They were good for their 1-0, you know, they were they were good for their 1-0 win. They were pressing for all the second half, um, and they got their they got their goal through a penalty of their own. Um, and, and I was like, that's it. We'll see this out now. No bother. Up the other end of the pitch, handball incident. And, it, it, you know, it's one of these ones that, okay, it's definitely a penalty. I'm not complaining that it shouldn't have been given. It should have been given. The guy handles it. But he doesn't stop it from going in. He doesn't stop, you know, a shot that's going to trouble the keeper. It's one of these, it's just in the box and it hits off his arm. And it's like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. Oh, just, and, and the manner of it to happen. And the fact we had a side bet as well on our values. It just, it was just horrible for me. So I felt, I felt aggrieved that the, uh, the football gods had taken one away from me there. Because it was a good pick. I tipped yeah. it at six to seven and they went off at four to seven. And they were almost as, down at one to two. As as you posted in the group, it can go to whatever odds it wants. It has to come in. <laughs> it can go to nine to one at that point. And you're still, if it doesn't come in. And speaking of picks not coming in, so the other half of that bet was Dure Garden versus Ellsborg, where I was breaking the mould of taking a Monday game because I felt very strongly about a Dure Garden win. This couldn't have been more of an Ellsberg win. It was 3-0 final score to Ellsberg. 3-0 going on five. What, what hurt more was during the game, the so throughout the weekend, we got mugged off by VAR maybe well multiple times and just general, you know, things happening that you think that you really could not be on more 50-50 shots that went the wrong way for us. Now, yeah. this game... Ellsberg went up 1-0, Ellsberg went up 2-0, Ellsberg went up 3-0, got it chopped back to 2 and I was like, great, this is the kind of momentum shift that if I had backed Ellsberg, Jurgarden win this game 3-2 now. You know, they, they come back, they truck them, like, I'm like, oh, they only got it to 3 to, to finally put them out of their misery. Anyway, Ellsberg just went on and scored a third anyway. 
it, it was an it was a truly woeful pick. I mean, most of my, my picks last week, I, I felt aggrieved by two, pleased with one, and this one was just you couldn't have been further off the mark. Picking a team to win and they lose three nil just isn't the way to go with value bets. So, and, it, and it wasn't it wasn't a three nil that could have gone either way. This no. was a this was just a three nil. They had they had more of the ball and they had more shots, but that means nothing. Like if you lose three nil to have that is you, you and gain a goal nothing. chopped off. Yeah. And a goal chopped off to make it four. Uh, yeah, N- not great. So uh, yeah, my value did not come in. But Joey, my, tw- my twenty quid remained in my pocket after the red diamonds tried to hand it to you. Yes, they really did. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to uh, sort of salvage the weekend with my value pick. Um, I had most solid a score in Liverpool to win, and I'd say it was a pretty comfortable <laughs> Liverpool win. We just kind of needed solid a score. That was that was the main concern. Um, that kicked off around evens on um, that combo. Um, I also snagged Liverpool over one and a half team totals in solid to score. That's my little two goal cash out instead yeah. of uh, the B, B, but three, six, five. But yeah, Salah technically opened the scoring in the eighth minute for us, but not quite how we needed. Um, he had a beautiful, absolutely sublime assist to uh, Sadio Mane. Yeah. Which to which he buried it. And then, after that, it was just free scoring. I mean, it was it was a question of how many. And yeah. luckily for us, most all found the net in the 54th minute. And um, it was an absolutely bit. tremendous goal. It feels like you should have got double odds or something for that goal. It was so good. Yeah, he, he absolutely ruined the defenders. Like it's a it's something very specific to Mo Salah, which is to do a cutback, which sends a guy like out the pitch. Like it doesn't even look yeah, like it's a yeah. real thing. Like it, it, just someone sliding completely at the pitch, but not a good start for Ranieri under there. But yeah, he, he came in after that uh, the break playing for Egypt, and you're right, he didn't for his games with Egypt. He didn't actually. He got ninety minutes, but he didn't score. He didn't assist anything. Yeah. He, he plays in a, a totally different role. Like he's like a he plays what Firmino does for um for, for Liverpool like in a kind of striker but playing in behind um yeah great pick in there with Salah because it could not have been more comfortable certainly score wise <laughs> to start with yeah definitely yeah I, I was glad I mean I could it could have gone either way with the uh, one and a half and the Liverpool to win but yeah no it's uh it's one of those things where you just if he starts he scores yes yeah, he starts he Simple scores yeah <laughs> And and he did, he obliged, but uh, yeah, great pick, Joey. On to the outsiders, where we try and find something the bookies have priced as an underdog uh, that we think has a reasonable chance of coming in. And I think my pick is probably the best pick this season so far. <laughs> Dundee United away at Hibernian at odds of 9-2, and they won comfortably. They won 3-0, and it was a, a comfortable 3-0, and a good 3-0, and a good, and a good performance. Um, I'd seen the reverse fixture in the cup at Tannadice and sat in the stand and watched Hibs beat Dundee United 3-1, but it wasn't a 3-1 game. Goal chopped off for Dundee United. Hibs had a penalty in there. Um, it, it easily could have been the other way around. And the way we finished that game gave me a lot of confidence for this one. And we started tremendously. Five goal attempts to Hibs is one in the first half. 1-0 up at half time, and just went on from there. So a 9-2 outsider winner. Um, it really helped get over that Urua Red Diamonds draw. The, I mean, I think you're you're almost yeah. understating the if you take that with three six five, it was fifty two minutes. It was paid, paid out. out. Yeah. 
it was good for me because uh, I'm obviously a Dundee United fan, so I tend to back them anyway, just as, just for fun. Uh, with, yeah. with with smaller amounts on Stranger Things, so I had I had us to be leading at halftime. Um, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't have us to be winning three 0 though. The correct score was sixty six to one. Wow, like that that's wow. how much they, they weren't fancied. Yeah, especially to pull out a scoreline like that. Um, so that's us up to third in the league now. Um, I certainly wouldn't be tipping us this weekend against Motherwell because we're only five to four. But yeah. I'll keep an eye out for when we're that big a price again. Because mm-hmm. there's there's going to be value on Dundee United this season. Even the double chance is going to be pretty good value for when the Dundee United are playing away to one of the kind of larger yeah, teams as well. Hearts, Hebs, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, yeah. Aberdeen specifically. They are a sl- it, that's a that's a totally different subject. They're, I they are god awful. They are mince. Um, but yeah, my outsider, which I pick, I feel really disappointed in. Uh, so disappointed that I'm going to pick the team again this week, but. Um, this was this was Crotone versus Pisa, um, and I took Pisa at what I thought was a really tasty odds of two to one. Um, Crotone went ahead one 0 in the fourth minute, but Pisa then missed a penalty at yeah. six minutes in, and it was a VAR penalty. It took ages to take, and it was another awful one. It looked like um, I don't know if, uh, how many of our listeners watched Lyndon Dykes's penalty. Uh, in the last Scotland game, where he just hit it straight at the goalie, it's like don't hit the only place you shouldn't hit it is right down the middle. No, like, I'm a fan of penalties hit hard down the middle, but they've got to, they've got to be hard. They can't just be like no, it was a side foot down the middle. It was like yeah. a side foot down the middle. Exactly. It's like a pass back. Awful, like the keeper, the keeper didn't save it. The keeper just went was there. there we go. <laughs> yeah. It's a goal kick. Um, it, so uh, disappointing, but the um, Crotone then went up two 0 Pisa then got a goal back in the pit, like another couldn't set it up better for them to be on a comeback. They, they scored a goal forty five plus two, a fantastic header from a big centre forward. They've got um, in at the back post, brilliant. He's grabbing the ball right. Let's go back and do this. Second half, nothing happened. Finished two one. Very frustrating. Pisa had all of the ball in the second half as well. Like they, they they carried out an assault, just couldn't get the ball over the line. So. You know that that one isn't like your garden versus Elsberg, where it was you were completely wrong. That just felt like he's. I haven't really done it. Away f- on another day, day, that goes your way. Yeah, I mean, two two to one is a good price. Like I, it's yeah. one of those ones that you look back and go, if that game was again this weekend, I'd still take Pisa at two to one. And that that you know I'm going to take Pisa in the charity slot this week because. Yeah. They, they're now back at home again against a team who are mince. So it's it's not as if I've got anything against them. Still, it's not it's not quite the the red diamond situation where I I know that they're mental. Like I know that they're a good team. They're not just they just did an unlucky week. But yeah, the outsider for me didn't come in. Joey, what you got for your outsider? Yeah, I did not do much better myself. Uh, this is probably the one I have the most trouble with. And it's the outsider spot. I had Antwerp to win plus both the score. That kicked off around like I think 3.7, 3.75-ish. So it was, it was definitely a little more speculative than some of my other uh, outsiders. But Antwerp actually opened the scoring in the 19th minute, and then they uh, were able to cruise to a nil-one lead at halftime. But then, as I'm getting excited, Vergem equalized in the 59th minute. We have That's ideal. Scenes and, That's ideal. Yeah, That's what you ideal. want for a multi to score. It was, yeah. it was beautiful. Like... And then when you I said, got the next message notif- in the chat, yeah. When I got the next notification before I unlocked my phone, I was certain it would have been an Antwerp goal. I was certain. It wasn't. I was hoping that would have been the case. Yeah. I uh luckily I got it in in the correct order this time this week. 
as opposed to Hatia score last week, waiting on the both to score. I had the yeah, both to score. You got the first. both to score. Yeah. All right, lads, let's uh, let's go on and win it. But unfortunately, we had nightmare scenes, and Vergem took the lead in the 66th minute, and then Antwerp were just left to chase the game, and it ended up finishing out two one. Vergem, one more outsider, not. And <laughs> uh, mate, I would not worry about it. You don't like, need many outsiders yeah, you don't. to come in to turn a profit. Yeah, um, I think last the, yeah. year I went ages without hitting one, like a good, like probably 10 weeks or something. And then I hit three in a row, and I was like, or four in a row, it was something silly. Yeah, and I was in massive profit overall for the season. It's just the nature of the big odds bets. Um, you, you don't need many of them to come in, and they, and they will come. Uh, on to the charity bet, and let's do this in reverse order uh, because it it just seems fitting that way because that's the that's the way the games went chronologically. So, Joey, do you want to kick us off with how your how your charity pick went? And the charity bet is normally a ten pounds of our own money on a treble with the winnings all going to charity. However, the winner of the Trample Bet Fantasy Baseball Championship, Brian Clark, Doctor Brian Clark, uh, donated a percentage of the prize fund, twenty five quid. Um, to stake on a, a super charity treble last week. So thanks again, Brian, for that. Yeah. And um, this is how that £25 treble got on. So Joey, lead us off. Yeah, so I kicked off the charity treble on Saturday with uh, Klagenfurt versus Rapid Vienna. With uh, I had both the score. That was kicking off around like 1.6-ish, 1.65. It started optimistically for about 22 minutes, and then I got... The notification we don't want to get, and that was a red card for Klagenfurt. Yeah. And the worst part about that is that it was at 0 0. I'm fine with the team up 1 0 getting a red card, but. Oh, that's ideal. It's, you it's, want that. Yeah. When it's still 0 0, it's eh, less than ideal to say the least. So from that point, Vanna naturally had the lion's share of everything, and they uh, opened the scoring in the 38th minute and then cruised to another. 1-0 lead at halftime. So the funny part about this is obviously I wasn't able to watch it again um, as the Austrian Bundesliga is the one league I haven't found how to watch it. Watch. I but, think you could email the club and be like, look, um, <laughs> I'm going to be watching I, I'm this. trying to give you guys some publicity. Like, yeah. Can I just please watch some games? <laughs> I, I, what do I got to do here? Yeah, what am I going to do? Yeah. But the best part is I definitely couldn't watch it because I was actually on the golf course with a couple of my best friends. So I'm just frantically checking flash score like, okay, have they, have they had a shot on goal? Have they, have they created anything? Come on, come on, just something, please, anything. And then right as we're making the turn, I get a notification in the 87th minute and I actually screamed out loud. It was Glor Amanda from Canada, nonetheless. So huh. yeah. Go North America. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> a teammate effort there. But Klagenfurt equalized in the 87th minute. And I was so relieved I didn't let down the charity travel. I was anything past that. I was like, okay, good day. Yep. That was a brilliant a, a pick in there. And that, that was the only pick this weekend that I would say was a toss of the coin 50-50 where we landed on heads after picking it. Like, Aye, we, that was that it. went in our favour. We got a good yeah. break there. We got um, a good break and that was early which which was great because it started the weekend off. I had a really uncontentious charity pick which was Wrens away at Mets. They won 3-0. Yeah. 
Yeah, it went three 0 Three 0 Five to eight. They actually ended up plates kicking off. At, I got them a slightly bigger odds at the start of the week, um, and yeah, it, good pick in there. It's it's it, again was the only game really where I was like, they were two 0 up within like ten minutes. And I'm like, this is France. Easy. This is League One paid out. So three 0 win there. So all moves on to charity uh, and Mister Charity, Andy on Sunday. Uh, with a fantastic shout, I believe in the Danish Super League. So, Andy, what happened? Sunday Jeske versus Copenhagen. So, I'd actually messaged you guys going because this was after the Bronby game. Basically, the Bronby the Bronby game finished for me as a winner, and then this this kicked off straight afterwards. And I messaged you guys going, "Oh man, I don't want to repeat that Bronby game where you know they have to come from behind. Let's hope for just Copenhagen come out and just take the early and go and win it." Of course, what do they do? They go a goal down in the first half. But the equaliser comes in the 65th minute and they're pressing for the, the go-ahead and the, win, the winning goal for most of the game. And then they get a penalty in the 89th minute. And I'm like, this is glorious. We penalty, 89th minute. This never happens for me. Like, usually I get shafted and we'll get to donate three figures to charity. Wonderful. And then I sit and I watch what I think is the worst penalty I've ever seen. Like, it missed the, missed the goal high. It missed the goal wide. It almost cleared the netting that keeps the fans away from the pitch that basically goes up behind the goal really high. Awful. Absolutely awful penalty kick from Jonas Alderwind. So fuck you, mate. You've just cost charity £100. Yeah. He, uh, the worst, for me, the worst part of this was see when you, you, you both had messaged penalty Copenhagen at the chat. And like, I was, I think I was at the gym or something where I could go great phone away I'll just do this so like got out and I was like there was about 60 messages <laughs> I was like this is either talking about what charity we're going to donate this to or that cunt's missed the penalty <laughs> it was such a it was bad the first, penalty oh, it's, it's it, in the Facebook group I've tagged it um, I've, I've uploaded the video I did a screen record of it um, watch it it's just painful like he should never take another penalty in the rest of his career but you get you know what I mean if you make it if you that if it's that bad, you get one chance to do it that bad, and that's you finished. But it's that bad, but it's not even that bad and on target. I can live with that bad and on target. Like if yeah. you hit a crap penalty and the keeper just guesses the right way, it's fine. Like yeah. he catches it and it looks shit. But to you didn't hit any of the parameters of hitting a penalty, <sighs> which is on target, height wise, on target, width wise. Yeah. Oh, just it wasn't it was even awful. that pacey. Like it was just really bad. And the thing I think when I see that is I'm like, you're telling me out of the 11 professional football players representing that team on the pitch, he is the best option to take a penalty. I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not, I would say in there. But, I mean, uh, overall, a good, a good week, actually. Um, my sports books are actually healthier than they were at the beginning of the week. Um, a lot in part due to the 92 winner for Dundee United. But Joey, again, with three out of four, um, kept us rolling so a good week that could have been so much better I feel a wee bit disappointed that the football gods went against us slightly but hopefully next week um, the 50-50s might drop in our favour at uh, least two would be good yeah like, get one out of four aye horrendous Harsh. we're going to come up for an ad break soon um, and people listening to the official launch of the uh, podcast and the support social network will hear an advert but if you're a member of our Patreon channel, you'll just hear us shooting the breeze about picks that 
we think are good for the weekend but didn't make the cut to be on the show. Um, and Gordon, one of those, you've predicted a correct score nil nil yeah. last week that came in. Yeah, yeah. this was this was Flynn Labranda versus Pomfordina, which is a fixture I love see coming up because I'm like these guys. I've I've seen I've actually watched the whole fixture two separate times on like La Liga TV on the t- like the tiny thing, and both times it's like they both shook hands before the game started and went point would help us, mate. I point would help you. No, no, yeah. clean sheets for the no, no, and yeah, six to one, no, no, came in, and the worst part about that pick for me was I really fancied it, but it was Sunday night. Um, so I'd coupled it with like everything I did was coupled with like the banker with that the pitch, like I, I did it everything so by the time somebody rolled around I was like this means fuck all now <laughs> like, oh, <very laughs> um, which was just so disappointing but yeah six to one if anyone was if anyone fancied one of those uh, yeah spicy between but that was you and, that was yeah. you on last week's show you picked out two correct scores Uruwa Red Diamonds Gambozaka finishing specifically one all which happened, mm-hmm. and then that finishing specifically nil-nil, which also happened. So while your picks weren't necessarily the best last week, you had a lot of good stuff in terms of content-wise. Certainly my spite draws were great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so another I, 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 let's 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 hope the next week's are the picks coming up for you happen in the regular show and not just the, the midpoint. Um, but yeah. Well, we'll find out what those picks are after this short break. And now on to this week's picks for Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. Banker time. Um, And for myself, my game's on Sunday. 9am in the Japanese J1 League. Old favourites, Kawasaki Frontel against Shimizu S-Pulse. And the home win here is odds of 4-11. to 11. Kawasaki, we've not featured as much on the podcast. They went through a little bit of a blip. Um, and usually they're, they're banker odds. So I, I tended to find my banker from elsewhere. But they're still top of that table, top by nine points, massive 81 points from 32 fixtures. They are definitely the best team in that league. Shimizu 15th with 32 points from 32 games. Um, so unsurprisingly, Kawasaki are the best performing home team in the league with 44 points from their home games. Shimizu have only picked up 18 points on the road. You look at the five-game form table, that little blip Kawasaki went through is gone. They are a perfect 15 points from the last five games whereas Shimizu have six, and that was due to two wins, one against newly promoted Avispa Fukuoka and the other against bottom of the table, Vigalta Sendai. So two wins that mean nothing. Yeah, don't really mean (laughs) anything. This should be a routine home win for Kawasaki Frontale here, and the odds of four to 11 getting better than one to three is, is really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to take the front tail. I look forward to hopefully not having to wait to the 97th minute for them to score. Yeah, let's let, yeah. yeah they like doing that. You know, they do, they, though. They, 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 do. they like turning it on late. You know, they're 1-0 one, they're one down with like 12 minutes to go and the game ends 4-1 in their favour. <laughs> Which is fine. I just would prefer they did that like 10 minutes in. Just get your four. Let's settle it early. Um, I have been having obviously a crap time Two, two weeks back because in a row so I'll be taking over 0.51 uh, goal kicks 
no, I'll, I'll be looking at the, the German Bundesliga this week. Um, Borussia Dortmund away at Armenia Bielefeld. Uh, you're going to get Dortmund at what I consider as very good odds of 4-11. to 11. The reason you're going to get them like that is they've had a couple of slip-ups. Tonight, they lost to Ajax 4-0 uh, and they put out a full team for it and they had to travel to Ajax. Now, I'd rather we're doing that on Tuesday because obviously, um, obviously it's a, a 2.30 game on a Saturday, so they've got plenty of time in there to do it. Um, but yeah, it's Dortmund should beat Bielefeld all day. Like If you look at the standings in the league, there's 18 points uh, for Dortmund. They're in second spot against Bielefeld in second bottom. They've only taken five points. Where have they got their five points? Four home draws is what they've got out of that. They drew against Hoffenheim, Frankfurt, um, Frankfurt in there. They lost to Leverkusen 4-0. The first time they had to face someone who was in decent form, they get absolutely scudded. And I assume that Dortmund were going to do that for them. Dortmund, uh, the last two times they've played, have won 2-0 away at Armelia Bielefeld. I'm happy to take them in this slot. And it, you give me Dortmund at Bielefeld at, at any odds above 1-3, to like one to three, I'll be happily there. Uh, 4-11 I'm there for it so yep that's my banker for this week so Joey what you got for us for my banker this week I've got uh, this could be almost double hooted depending on how you look at it I've got United versus Liverpool and I'm going to go against my team and pick Liverpool on the double chance because I think those odds are just phenomenal at 1.4 Liverpool are second in the league on 18 points, scoring 22 and only conceding six. United, on the other hand, are in sixth on only 14 points, scoring 16 and conceding 10. Liverpool are undefeated in their last 15 matches, including five wins and a draw in their last six away matches, while scoring over two and a half team total goals in their last seven away matches. Yeah. Which, if you were watching Champions League today, make that last eight away matches as they've managed to beat Atletico Madrid 2-3, which they managed to score two goals in, what, the first 12 minutes? Yeah, we were were paid out early. It was great. United, on the other hand, have seen two losses and one draw in the last three in the league since they came off to a hot start going undefeated in their first five. And most notably was that tough away loss last time out to Leicester 4-2. That was tough, um, but it sort of kind of piggybacks on what I'm getting at here, and they're just not quite there. They, they can kind of beat up on the little guys, and they can, they've got all the big names, but they're just not quite there putting it all together. Um, in their only two – so in the only two matches they didn't lose in the last five, um, they had a win against Villarreal in the Champions League, to which they needed a 95th minute winner. And then also a 1-1 draw with Everton, with which they needed a VAR goal chopped off to save them for a draw to salvage a point. So it's not like they're really, they're kind of struggling. They've had some key injuries. Harry Maguire was out for a little bit. And then, of course, Rafael Varane goes out. And so you're kind of switching up that center back. But, I mean, they're just so susceptible on the counterattack. I am absolutely terrified that Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are just going to rip us apart. Historically, Liverpool have only lost three times in the last 10 meetings over at United. Um, and they have four wins, four draws, 
and one loss in the last nine matches. And the last time they lost was back when Mourinho was in charge in 2018. So it's been a minute. Yeah. It's, you've also got, you're playing Atalanta midweek. Uh, you're playing Atalanta uh, tomorrow night as well. Um, Liverpool get an extra day's rest. That's that's another yep. nice bit about this. But exactly. I, like, I obviously like this pick. So I had a feeling you might. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes sense as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, to me, the neutral, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate going against my side, I'm looking at this from two ways. One, I really love making money. And I don't realistically see United winning this game. But two, if they do win the game, and I unfortunately let down the banker, hey, we won in the derby against Liverpool. (laughs) I mean, I guess that kind of makes things a little better. But obviously, I'd prefer best case scenario for me is a scored draw, which I think is pretty likely. But realistically, I I see this as Liverpool winning it. Maybe both to score if we're lucky. Um, Thank you. A lot of firepower on or something. Yeah, yeah. I would not surprise me in the slightest. On to the value picks for this week, and I'm going for a game in the English League Two at a good traditional kickoff time of 3 p.m. Scunthorpe versus Crawley, and I'm going to take an away win at big value odds of six to four. Um, So Dave Greenfield good friend of the show, put a tip in the Facebook group of Forest Green Rovers to beat Scunthorpe last week. Um, he even tipped up the minus one handicap and it came in as Forest Green won 2-0. So I'm going to stick with this theme of Scunthorpe to get beat because uh, after Dave, you know, um, letting us all in on that, it seems to be a trend that looks like it's going to continue for a bit. I know they played tonight, um, so the write-ups before that. And they got a one-all draw with Barrow, but Barrow missed a penalty. I think it's just that any bet that a team that I'm involved in get a penalty, they, they tend to miss it. But before that, their last five matches, Scunthorpe have lost them all. Like 1-0, 3-0, 4-1, 6-1, and 2-0. They're just dreadful. Um, bottom of the league with seven points from 12 matches. That was before tonight's games. Uh, Crawley aren't exactly brilliant, but they're comfortably mid-table with 17 points. Um, Scunthorpe have only managed a league-worst four points at home this season from six games. So playing at home against a mediocre side, it doesn't matter who that mediocre side is. 6-4 to four for an away win is, is a decent punt. Yeah, I'll take... I mean, I, I'm going to go something with a really similar theme, which is... Uh, <laughs> But this game's happening at a very traditional French time of 2pm. This is on Saturday as well, so kick off a wee hour earlier. Um, This is Toulouse away at Paris FC, and they are basically in the same spot, Andy. They are 6-5 rather than 6-4 away from home. Toulouse are on an absolute rampage at the moment. Last week, they dismantled Auxerre 6-0. Now, Auxerre had a red card, but that red card came when they were 4-0 down. This wasn't the, the they got a red card. Uh, and they put game six changer. <laughs> they were they were done. Yeah. Um, yeah. have been great of recent. Um, they had a, a wee couple of blips um, when they they drew with Amiens and lost to Cayenne. However, uh, Paris FC aren't doing much themselves either. Um, they lost one 0 to Pau last week. They drew one each with Nancy, who are bottom of the league, like dead rubber last. Um, 
they lost to Sochaux as well. Their home form's been okay, but I think Toulouse have got more, like from what they've seen last, um, from what they showed me last week, because I, I keep eyes on Toulouse at all times at this point. Reese Healy, the Welsh boy uh, who's playing for them, is banging them in at the moment. Like he scored in something like, I think it's six of the last 10 games, and he got two at the weekend against Auxerre. Um, I am going to be all over Toulouse in this spot, and it's six to five, I think, with good reason. So that is Toulouse away at Paris FC, six to five. Joey, in the value slot, what we got? So for my value pick, I've got uh, Gestepe hosting Trebzonspor. I like Trebzonspor to win. You can get that around like 1.85. A little bit shorter than my usual value picks, but I I was kind of searching a little bit, and I think this is probably the best bet. Um, Trebzonspor, top of the league on 21 points, scoring 19 and only conceding nine, while Gestepe are 17th of 20 teams sitting on nine or eight points scoring nine goals and conceding 13. In the last five matches, Trebs Donspor have managed 11 points, scoring nine, conceding five, and Gestepe have managed three points, scoring four, conceding eight. Trebs Donspor are actually the top away side as well, with 13 points in five matches, scoring 11 and conceding four, as well as the fact that they've only lost once in their last 24 away matches, obviously dating back to last season and including friendlies and stuff. But that's 13 wins and 10 draws. Um, they've had three wins in their last five overall and four wins and one draw in their last five away league matches. Uh, Gestepe, on the other hand, have lost four of their last five, three of their last four, and haven't scored in three of four at home. So most notably in there for me is a loss at home, 1-0 in both games. Gordon knows one of them. to The four. <laughs> unfortunately for us. But the other one was Yeni Malachyspor. Um, who also featured for me with uh, Hatia Sport. But, I mean, those are, you would hope that those teams being towards the bottom, those are kind of the teams you're sort of fighting with. You'd be able to kind of pick up something, even maybe manage a draw. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, granted, there was extenuating circumstances in the Jurisdiction Sports sport, uh, match, but I mean, it's, it's just not a good look. Uh, historically, Trebs on Sport have won three of the last five or five overall and two of the four at Gestepe since 2017. Um, and interestingly, there's been both the score in every single match at Gestepe with two draws, three Trevs on score wins, and three Gestepe wins. I, I'm not going to dip my toes into the both to score and win market, but I think that's a decent chance that's how this might unfold. But obviously with Gestepe struggling to score at home, I'm not going to kind of risk that in the outsider spot. So I, I just like Trebs on sport to win straight up. I don't care how they do it. I think it's, it's a good pick. They, they, they beat Fenerbahce last week. That's enough for me in there as well. And although Fenerbahce get a man sent off, you still say, have to beat Admittedly, yeah. there was a red card, but yeah. yeah. Nice. I just, I just can't take Gustafi seriously. Sounds like a mix of the German secret police and that old boy that invented Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, I think I got a little bit too uh, leaned into the German <laughs> pronunciation there, but yeah. okay, I got a little German in my blood. I can't help I just, it. Yeah, so do I. So, so do I. Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's funny. Just whenever I hear the name, I just have this mental image in my head. But no, it's a good, it's a good pick, Joey. Not um, the same thing. Definitely not. not the definitely, same thing. definitely not the same thing. <laughs> Oh, on to the outsiders. Um, again, the outsider bit is uh, where we look for something that the bookies have priced up. 
as an underdog and we think has a reasonable chance of coming in. We don't, they're usually pretty big odds, so we don't have to hit them that often. Um, I, I had a lot of games I could choose from. Um, but this one I think is probably the best shout. Saturday, 3 p.m. in the English Premier League, Leeds v Wolves, and you're getting an away win for Wolverhampton Wanderers, odds of 23 to 10. So so better than two to one. Leeds have started this season poorly. Uh, they only have six points from their opening eight matches. Wolves are completely mid-table. Like just listen, listen to how mid-table this is. Tenth position out of 20. Eight games played, eight goals scored, eight goals conceded, 12 points. Like it's just as middle as you could possibly be. This is however, however, their form recently has been a lot better than at the beginning. So they're actually in, they're in an uptick of form. Uh, they're joint top with Chelsea in the five game form table, 12 points in the last five matches. Leeds have only managed four in that time span. Wolves have also performed very well away from home this year. They're fourth in the leagues away from uh, away from home table, nine points from four road games. If you look at the head-to-head meetings between these two sides, Wolves have won this fixture the last five times the sides have met. So last, the last five times Leeds have played Wolves have resulted in five Wolves wins. And both games um, in the uh, last season ended 1-0 in favour of Wolves. So 2-1, to one, over 2-1 to one is a massive price here, in my opinion, considering both sides' current form, where they've started this season and their historical head-to-head record. Um I'm surprised Wolves are such an underdog. Yeah, happy with that in there. I am. Um, I'm going back to France from outsider again, which should surprise no one in here. Um, this is Niort versus Rodi, uh, and you'll get Niort at the outsider price of seven to eleven, but they're technically the favourite to win this game. Um, if you look at these two teams, Niort are sixth in the league, Rodi are in fifteenth. However. The, uh, the difference between 6th and uh, 15th is 5 points. So there's 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 not as much in it. However, if you start looking at the goals, New York have scored 13, conceded 10. Rodi have scored 11, conceded 15. Now, it's the recent form for me that, 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 that really splits these teams apart. New York have taken 10 points from the last five games, scoring 9, conceding 2. Rodi have taken 1 point from the last five, conceding 7 and only scoring 2 goals. They've just not been good. And I think if you're getting a team who have beaten Paris FC, Green Gamp and Grenoble in three out of their last four games, um, I'm going to take them all day. So you're going to get New York at home at 17-11 to 11 to beat um, Rodi and I'm happy to take them in said spot. So yeah, hopefully that outsider gets me over the line this week. Uh, Joey, in the outsider spot, uh, what you got? My outsider this week, I'm really going to switch it up. This is uh, this is not like me at all. I uh, I usually look for the both to score and one team to win market, but I'm going to kind of tip my dip my toes in uh, Gordo's area of expertise here, and I'm going to predict. I like Lorient versus Bordeaux. I I kind of like a draw in there at three point five to one. Well, not three point five, but three point five on the decimal odds. Warrihan are uh, 12th in the league on 12 or 14 points, scoring 11, conceding 13. Bordeaux sit in 17th, just outside the relegation zone, on eight points, scoring 12 and conceding 21. Lorient, both Lorient and Bordeaux, have had five draws this season. 
And there are a couple times where they have played the same teams. And I think this is kind of what helps me in a little way, but a lot of this is based on historical head to head. Um, and of course the five draws they've already had this season, but um, so they played Angier at home, both teams, Lorient won one nil and Bordeaux tied one, one. They've also played St. Etienne away where Lorient tied one, one and Bordeaux won one, two. So with Angier sitting in fifth and St. Etienne in the bottom of the league, that almost suggests to me that Lorient can be vulnerable playing against those lower, lower oppositions. They can almost play down to their level. Um, and obviously they can kind of hang with the big boys because they generally deserve to be there, at least top half yeah. of the table. No, definitely. But Bordeaux also, it, it kind of tells me they get the job done against the teams they're supposed to that are kind of in and around them. But they're not necessarily afraid of the big boy. They can kind of hang around get over the edge and get that win, but they can kind of hang in there for a couple of those games. Um, both sides have actually drawn in three of the last five, five times they've met. And three of the last five times that they've met at Lorient, it's been a draw. And five draws in the last eight times they've met at Lorient. Um, where this gets a little interesting, and I'm definitely punching above my weight here, but I'm, I'm going to get a little cocky and call out a, a correct score. I, uh, I think it could be a 1-1 draw. And it's, I'm more, this is essentially me throwing a dart at a board just in terms of how much I bet draws and correct scores in general, period. Um, but Lorient have actually had three 1-1 draws so far this season, and they've only had one nil-nil draw. So that just suggests at least somebody's getting on the board. Whereas Bordeaux have also had three one-one draws, but they've also had zero nil-nil draws. So it's not like they're really kind of holding the fort down. It's them or someone back. But historically, there have been three draws in the last eight times these sides have met at Lorient since 2011. I like a, I like a one-one draw in this. The five draws during yeah. that span. It's, I think it's a, I think it's a great pick. with one one in there. You, you you broke up a wee bit during that. Joey, I, I need but like, something to get yeah. that outsider in. I I just need something. Did, I think, need to switch I, up the juju. I think I think I think one each is a great shout in there. So uh, yeah, so uh, good pick. But I, this is the part I'm most excited about, which is this week's charity. This oh, week's charity that, that has me over the moon. I'm I'm feeling a lot better about this. Good good. This week's charity treble. So after a great run of form with his bets in the Facebook group, Connor Mack has pledged to stake this week's charity bet. So a lovely gesture. And hopefully we can do this week's charity treble justice. Um, I'm going to kick it off. Saturday, 3pm in the Scottish Premiership. Aberdeen versus Hibernian. Now, I picked Dundee United to beat Hibernian last week as my outsider and they duly did 3-0 at Hibernian's crowd. But I'm actually going to take Hibs here for an away win or a draw away at Aberdeen and we've mentioned it already Gordon Aberdeen are rubbish um, so a club of that size with that fan base they are terrible this season um, Hibs have almost double the amount of points that Aberdeen do after nine matches played Hibs are fifth with 15 points Aberdeen are ninth with only eight points Aberdeen are just in a dreadful run of form they've taken zero points from their last five games really really poor in their last 10 games, they haven't had a win in any of their last 10 games. Eight losses and two draws. So a team that's really, really struggling. 
Hibs were bad last week against Dundee United, but they they have quality players and they will get a good kick up the backside and come up come out here looking to put in a good performance. Um, and an away game against a terrible Aberdeen team is a perfect spot to bounce back. Uh, amazingly, Hibs are the underdogs here. Despite winning both games, the sides have played in 2021 so far. So they've played they've played twice already this year, and, and Hibs have won both of those games. You can get Hibs at two to one for a straight up win, which I think is a huge price. And this was easily this easily could have been my outsider, but for the purposes of the charity bet, I'm going to take Hibs or draw a double chance at odds of one to two. What you changed your pick there to being Hibs straight up? I was like, that's bold, a bold two to one. Man, I like I like the two to one shot. Like I, I like the now. two to one shot yeah. very much. Uh, but for the purposes of the charity bet, I'll just take the uh, the double chance. One and two. Nice. Um, in the spirit of what Andy was just saying about revisiting teams that you have either backed or backed against, I am going to be revisiting last week's losers, Pisa. Uh, but this week, I, once again, we'll be backing them. And the reason that I'm backing them this week is they are playing poor Danone, who are hands down the worst team in the Sierra B. They've played eight games and they have one point. <laughs> They've scored, they've scored five, conceded 22. Pisa have 19 points. They've scored 16 and conceded six. Now, I am only going to say one more thing about this game. Cordenoni, in their last 13 away games, have lost 11 and drawn two. Pisa are one to two. I rest my case. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's got everything, it's got everything yeah. you want. Solid one to two shot. Yeah. No um, more to be said. No more to Wait. be said. What you got to round us off and round off your 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 voyage on the the trample your three week stint on the top of the table certainly out of us <laughs> coming, um, coming to an end. I uh, so I will be revisiting something this week, but not quite a team that I've bet on before. But we'll stick in the same league. We're going to be in Austria betting on Admira versus Tyrol, both to score at about one point six seven, one point six five, depending on the book, um, right around that range. Admira sit on 13 points, scoring 15, conceding 15. Whereas Tyrol are at the bottom on nine points, scoring 15, conceding 24. Five-game form table sees Admira pick up eight points, scoring eight, conceding seven. Whereas Tyrol have only managed four points, but have scored nine goals while conceding 17. Tyrol have seen both the score in four or five away matches this season and nine of 11 overall including impressively scoring against Salzburg at home. Granted, it's a different sort of fixture. But I mean, that's, that's, I'd say that's a feather in your cap, especially for the basement boys. Yeah. Um, Admira, on the other hand, have had both the score in only two of five at home, but two of those five matches were nil one to Salzburg, which I don't think there's any shame in that. And four nil against Klagenfurt, which they won. But Klagenfurt were down to two men. They had two red cards in the first half. And they've had... They have a bit of a discipline problem, don't they? We'll keep backing them. Exactly. No, not, not at all. Yeah. Hey, as long as they bang it in and get yeah. that both to score, I'm okay with it. 88 minutes, fine with me, mate. Or one and a half goals, conversely. Yeah, I'm I'm not picky. But uh, Admira have actually had both to score in six of 11 matches this season. And historically, looking at the head-to-head... There's been both the score in four of seven matches since 2019, when the when both sides were finally meeting in the uh, first division of the league for the first time since 
2000, they faced off when uh, they were back in the second division. And since they've been in the first division, there's been both the score in two of three matches at Edmure. Yeah, and I, I, I really like this pick. The biggest thing I can say for it as well is that T-Law managed to score against Salzburg. You can score against Salzburg. Yeah, in that no, league, exactly. You can, you exactly. can score against MD. Um, so I think it's a good pick. And they I like don't, to concede against everybody. So we just need to make sure they score. Also fine with me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I believe we've got 20 quid on that this week. And was it was it 20, Andy? I can't, I can't remember the exact that's what Connor, that's, that's what Connor said. He said uh, 20 quid for the charity bet this week. Um, Thanks, Connor. There are there are selections for it. So thank you, thank you very much, Connor. Hopefully, we can get a winning charity treble um, and and some money donated. That's the picks for this week. Um, Patreon users will know that they will get a handy cheat sheet of all the picks written down, so they don't need to try and remember what was said here, and they can work their way through it and select the ones they like for their own coupons. If you want to get involved in that, head to patreon.com forward slash trample bet. Or just download the Patreon app on your mobile phone from the uh, Apple Store or from uh, Google Play Store. Download the app, search for Trample Bet Podcast, and you can sign up to be a member of the Trample Bet Club there. It costs £5.50 a month, and it helps us so much with all our running costs, helps keep the podcast alive. We really hope you're enjoying it. We certainly enjoy producing it every week, even if it does keep us up to midnight on a Tuesday. (laughs) So we'd love to see you there. Uh, you get the cheat sheet with all the picks written down. You get this podcast um, as an early release video file where you hear all our nonsense in the middle about picks that potentially didn't make the cut for the final show. You also get extra special edition podcasts for the major events in golf, horse racing, darts, UFC, mixed martial arts, boxing, wrestling, and various other large sporting events that go on throughout the year. So patreon.com forward slash trample bet or find us on the Patreon app. We also have a Facebook page, which has been very active in the last few weeks and plenty of really good picks there. Even just tonight, Carl um, Carl Byron with a tremendous shout on Plymouth at home to Bolton, yeah? 3-0 win. 3-0 uh, win. 5-4. win. How's that? He was like, why, he was like why, why is this 5-4? I said, I don't care, mate. I'm just going to back it. <laughs> I'm not going to question the price, uh, but a great, a great pick in there. Tremendous pick, and Dave Dave Greenfield with his uh, his great pick of Forest um, Forest Green Rovers at the weekend. He's also started the conversation about Cheltenham today, Gordon. We're getting on early. You need to get those anti post bets. The jump season is coming. Those anti post bets need to be put in now. Um, so join the Facebook group. Just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook. Free to join. Um, get involved in the discussion about about the show itself, the picks that we're making on the show, but also all things sports betting. Joey, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Um, you've had two tremendous weeks so far. Hopefully, you make it three out of three. Just go four out of four. Like, actually get four out of four on three on your third week. That'd be just great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to go four of four, maybe technically like five of five, six of six, something like that. If you count all the random bonus shit that I talked about. But, but no, it's. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, obviously with the time difference, it's extremely difficult for you guys. It's a little bit tougher for you. So I really appreciate you guys being flexible. And I mean, this has been such an amazing experience. Um, I'm talking to a couple of guys halfway across the world. I mean, <laughs> about a sport I love. How, how could I not be just so about this? It's just freaking awesome. I mean, this yeah. has been such a cool experience and I really appreciate you guys 
bringing me back week after week and even just giving me the opportunity. I mean, this has just been amazing. No, well, brilliant. We'll, we'll hear you next week to disseminate um, your picks and then we'll have a, a new guest. But this, this will not be the end, Joey. I'm sure we will see you again before this season's out. And obviously you're very active in the Facebook group and the, and the Patreon channels as well. Yeah, you, you might see me on the Facebook maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, ju- I'm just waiting anxiously for A-League football to start back up in uh, November. That's when it'll start getting hot and heavy. Over the winter when I got all this time in the shop, you know, just, just brace yourselves. <laughs> looking, looking forward to it. Tremendous. That's the picks from this week's show. Um, have a good weekend, everybody. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Bond, Gordon McFarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.